Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. We glorify His name. When we are connected with Him, when we are speaking with him on a daily basis, worshiping him. That's what he created us for. You know, listen, everything's going to go the way it's supposed to be. Everything's going to go the way he designed it to be because you are connected. That link, it's, it's, it's plugged in, you know. So it's very important that, that we are in that uh, mindset of worshiping him. So I want you to open your Bibles if you have uh, a Bible with you, and you should. If you don't have a paper Bible, make sure you turn in, turn on your Bibles right now. Psalms one fifty, verse one. We're gonna go from verse one through verse six. is a well known verse. Uh, Psalms. It says, "Praise the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in His mighty heavens, praise Him for His acts of power, praise Him for His surpassing greatness." Right. His surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and Larry. Larry, is that how you say Larry? Larry. Okay. Praise him with timbro and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the surround resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I don't know why I changed. I mean, I just felt like we were supposed to talk about this. You know, I taught on this before. And I want to, next time, I promise you, I want to talk about sow, sowing as we go, you know, because it's so important. You know, there's four mindsets that we must have, but I just want to focus on this today. You know, the first thing that we understand before we praise him, before we worship him, we must understand what he has done on the cross. Okay. He gave his life. He died on the cross to save me. And until I understand my identity now, because the minute that we understand that we are saved and we are saved by grace, we must understand our identity. If we don't understand our identity, there's no way that you will worship somebody else if, <laughs> if you don't know who you are, you know? You must know your identity. I'll tell you one thing. For the longest time, one of the things that I always wanted was get people's attention. You know, and I was born and raised in church. You know, uh, people say, what's your testimony? Oh, I killed maybe five people. You know, I was a drug dealer. I was in prison. I'm like, dude, what's your testimony? Oh, man, I don't have a testimony. Yes, I do. (laughs) My testimony was I was born in church, but I was very protected by my kid, my parents, to the point, you know, pastor's kids, you know, this, it's annoying sometimes, you know. Because they look at you and say, hey, you have to set the example. Oh, you got to do this. Dude, I'm a human just like everybody else. My dad is a pastor. He ain't no Superman. (laughs) You know, inside my house to see sometimes how things, you know. But we would be like so held to to a standard that was like, dude... People will come. I will. Walk, I will drive into uh, to the parking lot, and they, hey, you got to slow down. You're a pastor's kid, you know. You got to set the man. I will leave the church. I'll be like doing spinning my car, like okay, here. This is how you want it, right? I was so I, man. I'm gonna be a rabble, you know, because they want to hold you to a standard. And reality is this: it took me a while to understand 
my identity and it took me a while to understand that. Listen, it doesn't matter what people think. <laughs> you know, they will say whatever they want to say because they want to hold you. You know, you, you throw a nice party, a wedding party, like, you know, you, you do a, a nice ceremony. They will talk good and they will talk bad. Doesn't matter how much money you spend. You know, it's just the nature of people. You know, it's just the nature. People, they like to talk. People, they like to point fingers, you know. And Christians, man, sometimes it's worse in church than outside, you know. And why I say that? Because a lot of times when we are church, when we are in church, we drop our guards. Because we believe everybody is focusing on the same thing. But it's not true, you know. I, the, place, the place that I got hurt the most was Christ for the Nations. Like, you're kidding me? In a Bible college? Yes, inside a Bible college. You know, it was one of the places that I got hurt the most. Because in my mind, everybody's following the same God. Everybody's following the same goals. You know, no, not everybody <laughs> is doing what they're supposed to do, you know. And they will hurt you. But God allow me so I could understand. Listen, you are in the world first. You are in the world. Second, you must understand who you are so it doesn't matter what others think. You know, and you cannot praise him, you cannot worship him, you cannot give him thanks until you understand who you are. I always wanted to be on stage, I always wanted to do this, I always, you know, and, and God shut me down for a while. You know, my parents were so protected over me, oh, this is my little, that made me very insecure about myself. And when you are insecure about yourself, you want to be known by others, you want to be approved by others. You, you fabricate personality, you know, a lot of times you try to be, oh, I'm going to be, I tell my daughter, I was just telling, we were talking about my daughter, uh, my daughter, she's amazing, you know, I mean, she is my gift, all of them, all my three kids are a blessing, but we were putting out a new song, I'm like, dude, how is this girl? She's singing so much. You know, she's only nine. But I tell her, listen, you are nothing without Jesus. Your identity is in Jesus. Don't think you are something because if you don't have Jesus, you are nothing. You know, I was using examples of people that started in church. Uh, Whitney Houston, you know, uh, we just lost somebody in Brazil this past week. Famous, famous. Started in church, left church to go glorify something else. Listen, we must understand that we are are supposed to be in Christ every day. You know, how do you, how do you identify some symptoms of lack of identity in Christ? Okay. When there's rebellion in your life, you know, if there's rebellion, if you're always, if you're always upset with what people are saying, let me tell you something. When people love you, they will correct you too. You know, and you must know how to accept correction. <laughs> if you don't know how to accept correction, that means there's lack of identity right there, you know, because God loves you to the point that he will allow you to go. He doesn't put bad things on you. Let me say this, clarify this. He does not put bad things on you, but he will allow you to go through things, okay, to teach you sometimes, you know, and then he allows you to go through something and he brings correction and say, remember this situation? You know, I did allow you to go through. Remember Job, touch him, don't, you know, don't touch his life, but touch him, let him go through because at the end of the day, he will still glorify me, you know, so it's very important that we understand that if there's rebellion, if you are always feeling that you are rejected by other people, that's a lack of uh, identity in Christ. If you are always wondering if a person rejects or accepts you, uh, the need to be fit in in everything. That, that was me. I need to be accepted. I need to be the center of, I need to uh, be the, 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 the center of the attention. You know, is that how you say, you know, I needed everybody to say, oh, Warner, you're so good, dude. <laughs> I don't need 
anyone's acceptance. I need God's acceptance, you know? And if we don't know that, we can't be true worshipers, you know? Uh, always a sense of pride. Oh, I'm so-and-so. I can't do this. Listen, you are nothing. You are dust. <laughs> That's what you are. Listen, more and more, we see so many people are dying just this past week. You know, we prayed for Eric. Eric passed away. You know, it was God's will to bring him home, you know? Did I tell you guys that he passed away? Yeah, he passed away. I went to baptize him. Ten days later, he actually died. So it was, a, it was, yeah, let me say this. Thank you for all the prayers. It, it marked my, my ministry. It, it was a, how do you say, a milestone, you know, uh, in my ministry. Because God gave me the opportunity to go there. You know, another church rejected of baptizing him because, oh, he needed to go through a course. But this guy is in final stage of cancer. Dude, we don't, I don't remember John the Baptist making, doing a course before baptizing people right there. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm jumping on this plane and you guys prayed. I was able to go there. I was able to be with his mom. Please continue to pray for his mom. She's, she's very hurt right now. She's very hurt. You know, she's a single mom. It was, Eric was her everything. You know, she's a new Christian. So she does not understand things. So she's questioning God. And there's, so I've been ministering to her. Actually, we're trying to see if we are able to uh, bring her to the States so she can stay here for, for maybe two weeks, three weeks. So I can bring her to church. I can bring her to Christ for the nations. I want her to get uh, away from her, you know, yeah, her, her normal thing, her normal. But uh, yes, 10 days after we pray, uh, I went there and baptized him, which I don't know if I told you guys that day that I went there, there were several people that wanted to see him getting baptized. Uh, I was able to baptize him and five other people, you know, that same day, seven people gave their lives to Jesus on that day. You know, it was an amazing opportunity. Crazy is that, <laughs> That I didn't know that I had a good friend of mine who went to Bible college with me, with me that was only 30 minutes away from her. If I knew that, I would have called him and said, hey, can you go and baptize this kid? You know, but God was preparing that for me to be there and baptize him. So 10 days later, he passed away. Amen. He's completely healed. <laughs> you know, he's completely healed. You know, but I'll say this. People are dying right now. People are dying, you know, and we cannot waste more time. We cannot be, you know, in our mindset. We're like, we're always trying to find little things. Man, listen, focus on the big things. The other day I was like, God, what is it that you want me to focus my energy? Because sometimes I'm focusing my energy and building houses and and buying cars and doing this. And nothing wrong with that. Please understand me here. And nothing wrong. But listen, majority of us, the Bible says after 70, what happens? The Bible talks about, you know, you you live to the age of 70. After 70, what does it say? Anybody knows? You know, you just, you know, you just go, I don't know the exact, I'll, I'll make sure I'll give you guys the verse, but it's saying after 70 is just like, you're just navigating, you know, nobody lives. I mean, how many, how many people do we know this, this season of our lives, this era, how many people do we know that actually goes over beyond a hundred years of age? Okay. So we kill ourselves to build what? Something that's going to stay here. <laughs> 
Listen, I want to build the kingdom of God, something that, you know, I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to be, bro, look at this. Amen. Praise Jesus. I did it. You know, I'm not saying that it's wrong, guys. Please understand me. You know, God wants to bless us and he will bless us. Seek first my kingdom and everything else that's needed will be given to you. Matthew 6, 33, you know, and nothing wrong with building things on this earth because he want to bless us. But don't put all your energy on that. You know, focus on the things that are important, you know. But if you are focusing on these things, that means you lack your identity. You know, fear of confrontation. You know, so many, so many people, they're, they're afraid of being confronted. You know, if there's fear of confrontation, you know, you have identity issues, you know. Um, I, I love the example of 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 7 through 11. I'm not going to read it, but it says that. The women sang as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. You know, and first thing that Saul does is he gets jealous. If there's jealousy, things like that, I mean, (laughs) there's lack of identity. Listen, when you know you are in Christ, you know that God is for you all the time. It doesn't matter the, the situation that you're facing. God will always be there for you. When you are in Christ, you are a new creature. When you are in Christ, Romans 8 2 says, you are free from the law of sin and death. <laughs> when you are in Christ, you know, when you are in Christ, 1 John five eighteen says this, you are born of God and the evil one does not touch you. <laughs> when you know, when you are in Christ, the evil one will not touch you. When you are born in Christ, you will understand that you have the mind of Christ. Once you understand your identity, listen, Move on to worship worship him and praise him. You know, there's four ways that you can identify uh, your identity in Christ. That you're no longer chasing after the desires of your flesh. Okay? We are made of what? Flesh, body, mind, and soul. Right? And I'll tell you, my flesh lately, it's been (laughs) so tired. You know, it's like, man, I've been working so much. And then our, our soul... You know, what are you feeding your flesh? What are you allowing to go in? You know, the other day we were talking about, and and this is so important about becoming a true worshiper. You know, the other day I was talking to my kid and, and I think, I I don't know if I mentioned this before. He loves everything that's owed. You know, he loves music from the seventies. And I told him the other day, I just like, I was driving in the car and like, son, let me, let me say something. Nothing wrong with you listening to to, to the Beatles, if you want to listen here and there. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. But listen, don't set your heart on those things. Because what you're feeding your soul is what you will be full of it. <laughs> you know, feed yourself with the things that brings hope. <laughs> you know, fill yourself with worship. <laughs> fill yourself with, you know, Praising God. Fill your soul with, you know, your spirit. Sometimes we come to church, man. It's 929. Yesterday we were here 5 o'clock in the morning. We don't want to go. Our flesh is tired. Our soul is saying, stay home. But listen, my spirit, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm filling myself with the things of the spirit, my, fill, my spirit will give, you know, strength for my, my soul to tell my body, go ahead and do what you got to do, you know, because I'm with you and I'll straighten you, you know, so it's so important. So always stop chasing about, stop chasing uh, the desires of the, the flesh, 
You know, stop, stop uh, going after the things of the flesh. Instead, seek to bring God glory in your life all the time. You know, uh, a lot of times we're concerned about our future. I mean, I just heard somebody came to my house this week and told me, bro, not only we are in the, mid, in the middle of this pandemic, but now you see uh, people are stocking up uh, food right now. You know, you see, and something's coming. Somebody told me, oh, something's coming that is going to shake the, it's going to shake the planet again uh, as far as food. We're not going to have food by the Christmas. We're not going to have this and that. I was like, dude, I rebuked that because, you know, I serve a great God. Yes, we're seeing that all around us. You know, we were seeing this, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we ignore the facts, okay? We do not ignore the facts, but we do our part, and we trust God who is for us. We trust him because he is the one that is walking with us, the one that is ordering our steps, and we will glorify him at the end of the day. Yes, things are falling apart, but we are his people, and we know. So don't fear the future, Okay. Uh, we have no need to judge or compare ourselves to others. We have no need to judge or compare ourselves to others. Uh, you know, our identity identity is in Christ. We should not be surprised when suffering comes. You know, if you're going through something, don't be surprised. You know, but let's be confident that the suffering that we're going through, it will produce things for the eternal life. You know, now, once you understand your identity, then you can start worshiping God. Because now you know who you are and you know what he has done for you on the cross. You know, he laid his life more than 2,000 years ago. So now you will understand what you were created for to worship him. What is worship? Is a lot a style of music? No, worship is not a style of music, you know. Um, the Webster Dictionary says that worship is to honor Listen to this. Worship is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. Extreme? Wow. It's not, oh, it's the style of music. No. It's to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. That is what he means to worship him. Are we submitting ourselves to him every day? Are we asking him, God, you know, I love what pastor always teaches. Pastor Larry always says this, and I've been saying this every day now that I wake up. I say, Lord, what is it that you're doing around the world so I can join you? Because a lot of times we want to do the things that we want. You know, this week, God gave me favor. I'm like, God, you're so amazing. God is just, when you ask God, what is it that you're doing? Let me join in. He always going to give you favor. You know, this week I met with a guy. He's a multi-billionaire person. He was a pastor back in the days, and God called him to the business world. Today, he uh, works, uh, he buys things from Amazon, and he resells it on auction. He has an online auction that he's a part of it. He owns six warehouses in the United States, California, Utah, uh, New York, here in Dallas, just here in Dallas, one of his warehouses, it's 180,000 square feet. Is this big? <laughs> 180,000 square feet? I mean, I walked in there, it's like, is there an end to this? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm tired of walking around, you know. And God gave me favor because I asked, Lord, what is it that you're doing around the world? <laughs> 
Worship God, praise him, and he will show you what. I want to live a legacy. I don't want to just cruise through life. If you're cruising through life, I'm sorry, you're wasting your time. Listen, what are you doing to make, (laughs) I'm so passionate about these things. What are you doing to make a difference on people's lives? Let people are dying. People are dying. Eric, it's gone. You know, I saw a little girl this past week that died with two years of age, cancer. People are dying. People are dying back and forth. And what are we doing to make a difference in their lives? What are the things that you're focusing in your life that you're literally wasting time instead of focusing in the things that will build life? I'm like, dude, I I can't, I'm a man of God and I'm not saying this to, you know, but I make mistakes. Sometimes I have to like, oh, because I'm human. The the fact that I have the title pastor doesn't mean that I'm better than you. We're in the same boat here. I work my salvation every day, you know, and sometimes I have to, oh, come back here, bro. What are you doing there? You know, sometimes I just got to, you know, and, and God spoke to me this week. I'm driving my car. I'm like. Am I focusing on the things that brings kingdom growth? Or am I focusing on the things that are bringing earthly growth? (laughs) You know, I have a nice house. Nothing big, nothing small, but it's nice. Why do I need to have a bigger house? (laughs) I have a roof on top of my head. (laughs) I have a nice car. Why do I need to have a nicer car? You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's wrong, guys. Please don't don't go out there, Pastor Larry. Hey, Pastor Larry, what is this? No, what I'm saying is this: you have what. Let's let's think about this. The Lord's prayer. Lord, send me the daily bread. <laughs> he is giving you the daily bread. What else do you want? They were walking out of Egypt. They were getting fresh bread daily. And they're complaining. Oh, I want to go back where back then there was fish. Back then there was this. Bro, you're getting fresh from heaven. I wonder what daily manna tastes like fresh. <laughs> Walking into God's bakery. <laughs> you know? And you're complaining. Come on. You were in slavery before and now you're free and you're complaining. So I'm not saying that it's wrong, but listen, what are you focusing? You know, so I walk in there. This guy tells me, Wanderson. So he's a successful businessman. Look at how God's, he connects the points. He's a very successful businessman. He owns six uh, warehouses in the United States and he owns three right now in Israel. And he, he was telling me that when he first, because he's a Christian and he loves Israel, he wants to, you know, what pastor does here, that's what he's doing, repairing the broken word. He wants to love the people of Israel, the Jews. So he said at first he started sending things there and they were taxing him like ridiculously. You know, he's like, dude, I'm giving you all free. It's, this is a nonprofit because he has his business now. And he also has a ministry. Uh, it's called the Goodness Project. I don't know if anyone heard of it. You know, he works with Gateway a lot. And, and and he's like he he's big on missions, so he's sending all these things to Israel, and they're taxing him to the point. He's like, okay, if you guys don't want it, if you guys don't want what I have to offer, I'll send it to the Palestinians. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we want it. So they took taxes away from him. So now he has three warehouses full of everything that he can think or imagine: furniture, building material, uh, clothes, you know, everything. But now he wants a partnership so he can give away these things in Israel. Man, being at the right place at the right time. We have the Aliyah Project. 
We're bringing all these people back home. And when they get there, they're literally bringing their suitcase. And that's it. So now we're making actually connection. You know? And this warehouses will be able to help our own people that are coming back home. Isn't that cool? Asking the Lord, when you worship him, when you live a life of worship and just praise him and seek him on a daily basis. And I'm like, dude, I'm no better than you guys. I make, I'm telling you, I have things, I, 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 have, I have fears sometimes that I'm dealing with. I'm, I have to rebuke. I lay hands. I don't, hey, I won't be calling so-and-so. No, I lay hands over myself. Lord, I rebuke this fear. Because sometimes I'm like, on a daily basis, sometimes there are thoughts. The enemy cannot, listen, the things that you think, he doesn't know. The things you say, he takes a hold, okay? But he does send darts. Boom, 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 boom. Because he wants to destroy you. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's not going to go after those that are his, because those are his. He's going to go after those that there's purpose in their lives. When you have purpose, when there's an assignment for you that God has given you, listen, he's going to come after you, but guess what? Move on. Don't be discouraged. You know, because at the end of the day, like Pastor Larry says, I read the end of the book and we have the victory. You know, so if he's coming after your family, come on, do that dance and say, hey, I'm a winner. Don't matter what you try, because we know who we serve. Okay, so I was able to connect. Now we're going to do this in December right now. I'm like, God, all right, God immediately gives me another idea. I'm telling you, these are God, God's ideas. These are not my ideas. You know, so God said to me, Wanderson, call every partner that you had for the whole year of uh, pandemic, uh, farmers to families. All these churches that came. We have a list of over 50 churches that came to get food during the pandemic. Call them and see how many families they have in their houses and uh, their churches and how many kids. Get a list. And, and, and then called this guy back and say if he can provide toys. So I called him back and said, tell me how many toys you guys need. We send, we'll send you truckloads in your parking lot. And you have these families come through and grab a box of toys with, with a bunch of things inside the box. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> so as I'm taking off tomorrow. Because <laughs> normally, you know, I'm off on Fridays, but I've been busy this week. On Tuesday, I'm on the phone calling these pastors, which I already made a few calls. You know, I want to get at least 500 families here in our parking lot by the end of December to get a Christmas toy. You know, from New Beginnings Church and the a Goodness Project. These are things that God wants to do us. This is not Pastor Wonders. This is new beginnings. This is you. You know, what is it that God is doing? Mitch was just telling me, we had a little situation in Fort Worth yesterday, and he's like, listen, the build, the, we build the kingdom of God with connection. God will place you in the place where you need to be. You know, I, I'm fixing my son's truck. Mitch, he's a pro when it comes to that. I need to pass out food. I need somebody in Fort Worth City. So he's telling me, hey, I'm going to connect you with so-and-so because they can help you get a license. This is how we build the kingdom. God is not allowing us to live just to live, guys. You know, he's placing you. Oh, I'm just doing uh, Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, my sister here, I know she's a pro when it comes to Medicaid. You're not doing it just because you're doing it. God placed you there so you can help others. You know, as you worship, you live a life of worship and praise. As you walk with him on a daily basis praying, God will put people in your life for you to help. That's what I want to do. I want to help people. I believe that God called me to be a connector. You know, plugging the things. I'm like playing with puzzles and putting the pieces together. You know, that's one thing that God blessed me. That's my greatest gift is that I have people everywhere I want in the world because of Christ for the nations, actually. That's what opened the door for me 
Why did I go to Christ for a nation? So today, if I need to go to Africa, I have somebody in the continent of Africa. If I need to go to Asia, I have somebody in the continent of Asia. You know, God will put you in places. You're not at work just because you're supposed to be there just to make a living. No, you are in that place because God will use you for something that he's doing around the world. Oh. We were created we were created to worship him. I want to worship him every day. I want to praise him. It's a lifestyle. First Corinthians 10 31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. Everything for God's glory. It's a lifestyle. Praise the Lord. Why do we praise him? Because we were created to praise him. Isaiah 43, 19 or 21 says, See, I am doing a new thing in you. Now it springs up. You do not. Now, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me. The wild animals honor me. The jackals and the owls. Because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. To give drink to my people, my chosen. Listen, the people I formed for myself that, that, that they may proclaim, proclaim my praise. You know, we were created to praise him. I praise him because he is the, I'm going to finish saying this. I praise him because he is the king of kings. I praise him because he is the Lord of lords. I praise him because he is the creator of the universe. I praise him because he is the I am. I praise him because he is the healer, deliverer, and comforter. I praise him because he's a mighty warrior. I praise him because he's a strong tower. I praise him because he's the consuming fire. I praise him because he is the beginning and the end. He is the everlasting infaultable God. He is the uncontainable God. He is the all that I know. He is everything. I praise him. I live to praise him. I live to worship him. Listen, this morning I feel like I'm supposed to worship him. This morning I feel like I'm supposed to praise him. What are you feeling this morning? Oh, oh, I'm so tired, Pastor Wanders. I can't do it. Listen, your spirit's being fed with what? If you're being fed with worship, with the word of God, listen, you you will praise him no matter how you feel this morning you will praise him i want you to stand right now i don't have any more time um, i went skipping through all my notes but i want you to take a minute right now and praise him praise him i told the guys yesterday we had more than 50 people here listen when we go to a stadium and we're seeing the football game happening what do we do we stand there and just like quiet uh Yeah, they're taking off their shirts. They're riding on their bodies. What are we doing for God? We praise you, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. We lift you up. You are the king of kings. You are the I am. You are the one that designed me. I'm not an accident. I know who I am. Come on. We honor you today, Lord. I am a miracle. You are a miracle. You are not an accident like people have said in the past. You are not a lost soul. No, no. You are, you have been fearfully made by him. That's who you are. You are fearfully made by him. You are a piece of art. That's who you are. Come on. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. You are a good God. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you for the service that we're about to go in right now. Thank you for our pastors, Pastor Larry, Pastor Tiz, Father. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for each person that is here, Father. We praise you. We pray in your holy name, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Love you guys.